this is Franco. What's up, everybody? I'm sure last week everyone uh, got a little laugh out of our stories, the uh, which you know hasn't even aired yet. But the, you know, stealing the wedding dress and <laughs> everything else that we talked about. But I just want to give that precursor again. It, this was all pre-Jesus. Our lives have changed dramatically over the years, wouldn't you say? I would definitely agree with that. I mean, just I think in everything in life, there's seasons of growth. And yes. if you stop growing, then you should just die <laughs> because, I mean, you should keep evolving and learning and bettering yourself. You know, I'm, I'm big against complacency. So. Hopefully you're growing in a forward motion. Oh, yeah, always in a forward motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last week we left off with um, having Seth and this week we were talking about maybe we would discuss us uh, what, where we were at in life at that time. We were at that time 19 now, married with our second child. Well, no, you were 20. You were 21 because you had Seth the day before oh, you know your 21st birthday. You're right. You're right. You're right. So 21. Yes, you're right. I forgot about that. Yep. We were 21, <laughs> two kids, and then youth pastors now. Yep. And whoo, in Cincinnati, it was a trip. It was definitely different than Akron. Cincinnati was way different than Akron. I mean, I'm not, I was never really a small person and I was, I've never been a fearful person, but I will shout out to Vine Street. Uh, it scared me. <laughs> it was a, it was the first, first time I had been in a place where I'm like, oh, roll up your windows and lock, and lock your the doors. Because yeah. uh, this is a little sketchy. Yeah, that was definitely a place you don't walk at night. And if you're driving down the road, you just you mind your own business and you keep on moving. If you get a red light, you better just hope you don't. You, ro- you roll that. <laughs> yeah, you, you, <laughs> you roll, just you keep roll. on going. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy because, like, downtown Cincinnati was beautiful. And literally you had beautiful shops, beautiful stores. And literally you cross one street. And the streetlights are out, and there's bars on windows, and everything is chained up. And I'm like, holy The metal doors roll down. Yeah. It was a big transition. But I also remember there was one day, it might have been like the first month we were down there, I remember um, going to the Ohio River and just having this epiphany like, shoot, this is the farthest away I have ever lived from my parents or that I have ever been away from like my support network to where I really have to like make this work on my own. I am literally looking at Kentucky right now. Mm-hmm. And that moment was daunting a little bit. Was it daunting for you? No, because I trusted you 100%. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> I figured wow. you were just going to make it work. Didn't matter what was happening. Well, that's true. I did make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, the Ohio River was literally being that far from my parents is what really opened the door for me to feel as though I could go anywhere and do anything. It really gave me that uh, uncaged bird feeling to where it's like, yo, my whole life I've been in a cage. Not in a negative aspect, but there was comfort knowing that my parents were right around the corner or my grandma or my aunts or uncles and all those things. But then seeing the Ohio River and being that far away, and I'm like, yo, if if I can support us here, shoot, we could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't wasn't it Uncle Tony that uh, told oh, you? Yeah. What was it that he said? Well, my, my Uncle Tony has always been a big mentor of mine just because uh, he's always been in uh, corporate America. 
and very business savvy guy, just a wealth of knowledge, wealth of information, always advising on how he sees things, never in how I should do things or what I should do. And he made this expression. He said, um, if you don't go to college, you'll never leave Akron, Ohio. And I'm like, yo, don't ever say something like that to me because I will, I will fight tooth and nail to prove you wrong. And literally, um, I was working. Oh, no, we had moved back to we had moved to Barberton after Cincinnati and um, got a job working at Adam Signs. And they had a job for us in Florida and they flew us all down here to wrap vehicles. And, you know, some guys are about working and some guys aren't, especially single single guys. And I wasn't single. I'm like, yo, I got to provide for people. Yeah, I got a wife and kids, and their work ethic wasn't the same. So I was like, "Yo, I don't, I don't want to come back home. Just give me a bus ticket to Port Charlotte." And they're like, "Port Charlotte?" I'm like, "Yeah," because that's where your aunt was at. And I was like, "Yo, if she lets me crash there, I can make it work in Florida. I don't want to go back to Akron." Why did you want to stay in Florida? <laughs> why didn't you want to stay in ohio well i mean i understand that but where you were at you were up in ocala it wasn't really a great area where you were so what made you want to be Oca- here ocala wasn't a bad spot it was just out of the way but it was just so drastically different than ohio in regards to opportunity and just the pace of life and the sunshine i mean oh, that's the that's sunshine what, yeah alone it was like, oh, my gosh, you could do activities all year long here. I mean, you can in Ohio, but I didn't want to deal with the snow. And it was just I felt a strong urge to move us to Florida just because I seen better opportunity. But, you know, and I did several odd jobs and it was never hard to find a job and make things work. And I don't know, it just felt different. It felt like I was supposed to be here. Every time, like, I never had a problem getting a job. I always was able to get a job. We were always taken care of for the most part. Yeah, we struggled a little bit, but, I mean, there was always opportunity. Mm-hmm. Where in Ohio, it seemed like there were minimal opportunities. I mean, if you weren't working in a factory, you were working for a temp agency. And if you weren't working for a temp agency, you were working for day labor. And there was never really any opportunity to dive into something to sustain yourself long term yeah and we've had other friends that have dealt with that exact same issues and i think in my opinion some of them still do yeah it's unfortunate but yeah so then we moved to florida levion was two two yeah and we moved down here just before seth turned one right yep and uh I just remember, like, the first real job I had working down here was as a correctional officer. And and that didn't last too long because I told my grandma, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm working as a correctional officer for the state. And she was like, you're in the prison? And I was like, yeah. She was like, ooh, I don't like you working in the prison. She was like, I'm going to pray that God gets you a different job. And two days later, I got fired. I'm like, gosh, dang, grandma, stop praying. I got I got benefits. Could have had a pension, mm-hmm. all these. No, baby, I didn't want you in that environment. Okay, okay, Grandma. <laughs> the power <laughs> of Grandma's prayers. Hey, man, listen. <laughs> God heard her prayers in that moment. But it wasn't a bad scenario. It's not like it hurt us financially. I was able to get another job. 
like immediately almost. And um, I learned so much, got so many different skill sets. And a lot of it, I mean, every job that I've had has prepared me to be where I am today if you want to look at it holistically. I mean, even when, when I was, when we were first married, I was doing frontline promotions, going door-to-door sales. You know, I worked for Kirby selling vacuum sweepers, Cutco knives, selling super expensive knives. And the only set that I sold was to myself because I had to have a demo set. You know what I mean? It was like, but just learning how to talk to people and conduct yourself in that manner. It all set you up for this. Set us up. I mean, you've always done taxes. True. Well, and that and when we were in Cincinnati, I worked for Mark and Tammy. Yeah. Doing air conditioning there. And that was awesome. I, I mean, obviously not doing air conditioning, but um, helping run their office and stuff. And it got to the point where Tammy even, uh, if you remember, she cleared out her office and made it into a nursery for me so I could bring the babies in so yeah. that I wouldn't have to quit. So that was pretty convenient. And it was it worked out perfect because who would have known 15 years prior to us owning a company, you know, doing air conditioning, I would have been managing another one. So, right. you know, it set us up. Everything was predestined for this. I don't know if I'd say predestined. I think sometimes you trip, stumble, and fall, and God protects you through those trippings and stumblings and fallings. Truly, but all these opportunities, they perfectly aligned. Well, yeah, for this I mean, to happen. You know, that's the prayer of my parents and, mm-hmm. and, and just favor with men that we pray over ourselves regularly that, you know, Lord, even if I'm off, I just I need your protection. I need your guidance. Holy Spirit, I need you to go before me and make every crooked way straight. I pray that almost every single day just because I never wanted to be a decision made by Francel anymore, because a lot of Francel's decisions felt good in the moment or I thought would work out and and haven't always worked out (laughs) and it has put us in some tight spots and then after my grandma prayed and all that stuff it was like well I already sent for you guys and you guys were on your way down yeah I found out on the way to Florida in the moving truck with uh Levy uh yeah I had Levy on with me at the time because remember Ashley flew down with Seth oh that's right but I found out on the way to Florida that you um, had lost your job. And I was in full panic then because I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're going to a whole nother state. It's one thing to move, you know, three hours away to Cincinnati. But now we're moving state lines and we weren't just around the corner. It wasn't something easy. And back then it was, you know, expensive to fly. So it wasn't easy just to get in a car and drive for two days to get to where we were moving. Right. <clears throat> But even even losing my job, it was like the next week I had another job. I think I was doing um, working as a an electrician's helper, mm-hmm. something like that. And then, yeah, I think I think that's what it was. Yeah, because that was right before the uh, collapse, the when the economy changed. Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm not. Sh- it's weird because I don't remember when I started working road construction or when I did electrical. Because it seemed like it was kind of in that same. We got here in what two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I had to been working electrical, and because two thousand seven is when I was working at um, Hubbard doing road construction. We moved here in 06, actually. Seth was born in 05. Oh shoot! I I have no idea on the timeline. Yeah, we moved here in two thousand seven that summer, just before everything 
changed and you got laid off from the electrical place and all that? Yeah. Oh, you know what? So I still had to have been that, – that, that makes sense because I remember living at that apartment while I was doing road construction mm-hmm. before we got the house over on um, Rice Terrace because um, – And I that remember. was hard because at that time we only had one vehicle. Uh, Le'Veon was starting pre-K. You were um, working 12-hour shifts there. And, and then had lane closures some nights. Yep, so you had to work night times, too. So I would have to pack up the babies, take you to work, come back home, pack them up, take Levy on the pre-K, come back home. He wasn't home. at pre-K. Yeah. No, because he was only two. He wasn't at three. He wasn't in pre-K yet. He, he wasn't in pre-K until we got to Rice Terrace. No. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Well, even still. But I remember a- I remember lane closures sucked because we'd have to work a regular shift, go home for a little bit, and then be back to the job site at like 3 o'clock in the morning and then work from 3 until 6 mm-hmm. or sometimes even till 8. And there would be times I would come up to the job site and you or the other guys would – I don't remember if it was like the shipping containers there – but there was stuff there that you guys, like, if, if the bucket was tilted a certain way, you guys would be sleeping in the bucket. Oh, man, we were sleeping underneath the dog on excavator. Yeah, and, and the it's machinery. Funny, I remember, like, a story a couple years ago where this dude got smashed by a, uh, a roller. And I'm like, that's so dumb. And then I thought about it. I'm like, oh, well, there's shade there. He was probably on a lunch break. No one knew. But I'm like, if you fire that machine up, you would think that that would wake up. But I, some people sleep hard. Mm-hmm. That's a bad Bad, bad spot to sleep. I think but. the worst thing that happened when you were there is the guy that cut his hand. Oh my! Cut no. his hand. Or, there were so many horrific things that I happened know. there. So, <laughs> like some of the things I seen. Like, I watched one guy grab the cable from the crane and let his fingers go into the block, and I literally watched his fingertips go pow, 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 and now his hand is in the block. And the crane operator is like, okay, do I keep going forward or do I come back? And the dude is flipping out. And I'm like, just go backwards. And he goes back like this. And it's literally like a cartoon. His fingers are smashed, just like in the cartoons. And they're just bleeding. And then I watched the other guy pick up a skill saw. And he has the board in his hand. And he's just trying to rip a piece of it off and goes, yank. And he goes, he looks at me just like this. And I look at him like. (laughs) <laughs> okay, pick your fingers up. Let's put them on ice and get you to the hospital. Like all four of these fingers just got chopped off. And I'm like, I'm like, what about the guy that backed his car down <laughs> oh, out, down was, the river? This dude into the river. He jumped off the curb over a pipe and then and couldn't swim. And he didn't even have his license. Mm-hmm. The crazy things that happened <laughs> on that work site when I worked there. I was just, I was like, man, common sense is not. Where common. was OSHA? <laughs> you, who like like this? Oh, I won't even I won't even speak to that because man, I'm telling you it. Oh man, there's this funny song. It was like in a world of ocean violations. <laughs> like man, I hate that. That makes me think of Willy Wonka. That's I what it's based off of Willy Wonka. I can't do it. I can't. Do it. I'm telling you what. Like I remember the dumb things about OSHA. Right? They would come and if you had a nick in your drop cord, they would cut it off at the at the the end of it, or if your drill. Your quarter drill had a nick in it. They would cut it off right at the drill so that you couldn't use it. All right, that's all cool, fine and dandy, but nobody's 
Oh, I guess I can't say nobody's getting electrocuted because I got electrocuted. <laughs> like, shoot. I forgot about that. So many, so many times. I'm like, no, but the best I, one was when you were on the crate and you were stuck. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm welding and it's wet and there's a fray in the line and I'm literally like arc welding and it's and all of a sudden I'm like, and I'm just shaking and somebody was like, he's shaking, cut the power, cut the power. And I couldn't say anything. I couldn't do anything. I'm just, just getting lit up it's like in a world with ocean violations i mean guys (laughs) dang or shoot you know the language barrier with some of the guys that work there caused me to shatter my wrist you know Mm -hmm. it was just so many lord i thank you and i praise you that i have all of my limbs all of my digits and that I you're am, still alive. That, that I'm in my right frame of mind despite all of the stuff that I have endured. Like, holy I don't think cow. anyone died, though, while you were working there. If I remember correctly, I don't think anyone died. <laughs> Hold on. Let me think. Okay. Because. I think the worst. Well, truly, two things happened to you that shouldn't have never happened. Like, the one where. I mean, obviously you shattered your wrist, but after that, when they allowed you to drive that machinery and you flipped it on its side, what was it that you were driving? I was driving a front end loader. That wasn't my fault. You shouldn't have been driving it. Why not? Because you're you weren't you didn't we weren't allowed to. Yes, I was. I was qualified to drive it. Oh. What it is is the the dirt wasn't tamped down like it was supposed to be. Oh. So they drove the dump truck on top of this dirt hill, and they just oh since the dump truck is driving over it. They would just figure that it was tamped down enough. And so when I go up the hill with my loader and I take a full load and I turn to dump it, the dirt gave way, which caused the loader to be unbalanced and roll over. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what happened in that scenario. But the worst one was definitely when your wrist got shattered. Well, yeah, I, I would say so. That that was that was pretty bad. But I mean, people walked away with no fingers you know, hand mangled. I mean, I watched this one guy flag the crane and he's, the crane is hooked up to an I-beam and they swung it over live traffic. I remember you telling me. And this dude lets go of the rope and that I-beam like hits the back corner of this truck. And I'm like, Lord, I just thank you that there's nobody sitting in the back of that truck because whoever, they would have been gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, shoot, your wedding ring saved your hand. Uh, I yeah, not not the one I currently wearing, but I had a tungsten, tungsten carbine, carbine ring. A steel plate fell on my hand. Somehow it came disconnected, and like prevented my whole hand from being crushed. And that one ring held held up that huge plate. I mean, jeez, looking back, there were some very <laughs> sketchy scenarios. <laughs> but you know what the best part was though. At least it was in Florida. True story. I mean, I tell you, this, you shave all your fingers off or saw all your fingers off and it's the sun is still shining. Yeah. I mean, even your worst day is still a sunny day in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It rains for 30 minutes and then you're right back. Yep. I definitely wouldn't trade Ohio for this. Oh, man, that would have been that would have been a lot to overcome. You know, shattering your wrists and then it's cloudy outside and then it's cloudy outside the next day. It just. It was hard to get over that stuff. Mm-hmm. Doom and gloom all but, the time. I mean, shoot, a lot of the skills that I learned, I'm going to give a shout-out right now to Dwayne Johnson, my, my foreman. That dude taught me so much stuff, like literally taught me so much. 
he was an awesome boss, awesome dude to work for. Whatever I wanted to learn, he made it a point to teach me and show me the right way to do everything. And that's what young cats need. Young guys need someone that's willing to sit there and say, you know what? I understand you don't know anything, but whatever it is you want to learn and I have the skill set for, I'll teach you. And we need more of that. And he will forever be like a high priority on my my kudos list. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I have to pay homage to Dwayne because he didn't have to do that. He didn't. I mean, me and him had such a close relationship that he took me fishing out on his boat. I stayed at his house all I the know. way up. Now, I'm not going to lie. You'll have to talk about that next episode, though. Oh, yeah. I'll talk about that next episode. Because, man, I'll tell you what. when I, <laughs> I love that man. His wife's awesome. But I was freaked out of my mind staying at his house. But we'll save that for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Well, until next time. Peace.